of the year 
said that you've got unplanned job loss things. So you, you know, and there's been we worked for terrible things and just made promises and you don't work anymore. And you wake up knowing now what I'll do in my life. Joshua's right after that, so I'm going to take the first step. 
figure out how to get along. In Exodus, God's people start out as slaves in Egypt. Because Moses is born, he's raised by Pharaoh's daughter, he kills somebody, he escapes to the wilderness thinking, well, at least I can live in exile for the rest of my life, only to be met by God in his morning. So he sent back to the message to Pharaoh, let my people go. After he traveled and got finally Pharaoh, let the people go, and he then tried to capture again at the entrance of the Red Sea, and, and God brings his people through the Red Sea, and then he grounds the entire Egyptian army in the Red Sea as they try to follow them. Uh, then God meets them on Mount Sinai. Jesus God literally comes down and they hear his voice. And they don't see him, but they hear they see the smoke and the fire, and they hear the lightning and the thunder and the, the sound of his voice. And they say to Moses, then God is loud and scary. You talk to them and then tell us what he said, but we can't handle this. So, that's what happens. And they finally get to a place where they go into the land that God has promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and promised to these people when they left the land of Egypt. And there were 12 spies who could figure out what the place was like. They found that it was exactly what God had told them it was going to be. And still, God apparently forgot to tell them about the giant. Now, I'm trying to prove that I don't know how if they were actually dead or not, because the head of the spies said we were like we were like grasshoppers in our own eyes. So they might have been five foot eleven while these guys were five feet. Right? They were growing so achievable taller than us. And they would be all grasshoppers. And so they left. They refused to go. In fact, they were so mad at Moses and Aaron, his brother, the high priest, and at Joshua and Caleb, the two spies who said, You can die for it, but we can do this. They were so mad at them, they were going to kill them until God intervened and saved their lives. And he said to all their men and the adults at that point who refused to go with the entire generation of Caleb and Joshua and Caleb had grown up with, he told them, You're all going to die in the wilderness. That's what you said you wanted. That's what you're going to get. Your children are going to go with you, but you're not going to get the Oh, except for Joshua and Caleb. Those two are going to go with you. And so, we come to the end of the book of Deuteronomy. God made that promise 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. A whole generation, everybody that Joshua and Caleb knew and grew up with, they're all gone. Joshua and Caleb are now 40 years older than they were to begin with. They were adults, so they're going to have to be somewhere in their 60s at least, perhaps 70s or 80s. And they're confident to this. So I don't 
you know, if you're 80 years old and you might be thinking, you know, what you did this so on the road. I know a little old lady in Wisconsin. She, she had a friend who was going to tell you what she bought. And I often, I said, you know, Sarah, you're kind of smart sometimes. She goes, I don't have time to After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of man, Moses is saved. Moses, my servant, is dead. Joshua. Can I fix this when you leave? Well, the Lord knows, because I wrote it. Hold on. It's one of those things where there's a part of you that was under the Joshua with no blood. Moses' age is now commander in chief. 
mentioned, it doesn't start with your mission should be decided in judgment. It starts with your mission is to be decided in judgment. It's a step before you get ready. Cross the Jordan River and ultimately lead, ultimately lead these people to claim the land I promised them. This is another part of this passage that makes me smile. Because Joshua has been with Moses and he blessed these people. But how they respond to Moses? I mean, remember, they wanted to kill Moses and Aaron's wife when they One thing to be about people that do not do what they do, right? You are not. It's a whole other thing to have about a million people want to kill you. And only God's name is who you are not. So he says, I want you to leave these people. These people? I don't just need to do it. These people are not sure about these people can turn on you. In a moment, notice. These are the same people. Their parents are the ones that we got right to the top before, and they said, No, we won't go. But God says, Here's a new beginning. The third ending. Moses is dead. He comes to the edge of the pine that I promised you. It is time to go ready to the cross of Jordan and take it. Now, you begin to grow out of, of all the endings of our lives and necessary endings in our lives. The sermon in the country today is new beginnings require necessary endings. New beginnings require necessary endings. Getting to the next level, growing. In any way and in every way, always requires spending something, leaving behind and move, leaving that thing behind and moving on. We watch it with the little people, the children. They, they, they learn to, to. That's always cute. Some of them are really good at it. They just fly across the floor on their bicycle. And you learn how to cross. And you want to see that something that they shoot across the floor, and they're not about to do that. I suppose they would if they absolutely had to, but they don't crawl if they found out crawling faster. And then they learn how to walk. Which at first isn't faster. But it looks more like my mom does. Right? So that's what I want to do. My mom, my big brother, big sister, whatever, I want to do that. And it looks like this. Then I get fast at it. And mom and dad go, Oh, I really long for the day when you just set them down and just leave them there. And they know they'd be scared when you came back. Now all I have to do is turn around and say, I don't know where they're at. Right? Why? Because they're left shooting, they're left falling, and now they're walking, paddling, and running. We do that when we learn. In school, you know, when you, if you're in school 
when you're supposed to be a freshman in high school and you show up at Andy Middle School, you're trespassing. You're in the wrong place. You're going to be in trouble. It'll be even worse if you show up there during your senior year of high school. How would you like to do it in if you're not in middle school, you don't belong in middle school. If you're not in high school, you don't belong. But if you're in high school, if you're in college, that's where you go. You're supposed to be in your trade class. You're supposed to be there, not somewhere else. That's a leap step. It's true for everything. The biggest mistake we will ever make is thinking we can just keep adding things. A conversation with a person who just wanted to do this, give them advice on how to add things. Now, I may tell you something they don't live anywhere in this area. They do live in Michigan somewhere, but that's nowhere around here. And they were all the they were fantastic. And they were already working 10 or 12 hour shifts. For seven days a week. All the time. Money was good to do it. But they had been asked to be an assistant pastor at a church and wanted me to tell them how to add that to their responsibilities. I said, Do you know how many hours there are in a week? My math is correct, it's like 168. And if you're working seven, ten hours, six, eight, that's seventy. That's seventy hours. You should go for that eighty-four. When are you going to sleep? It's your present job. When are you going to sleep? Eat and take care of yourself. I just wasn't even including your commute. I didn't want to get all the people. Yeah. I like to be in but you know I see sometimes. But if you're going to move on, there's stuff you have to let go of. Growth and momentum move on. Without the ability to find things, we, we find ourselves stuck, never becoming what God created us to be. And what we could do with the talents and abilities that He gave us. New beginnings require necessary endings. The only connection between necessary endings and new beginnings is the decision, is your choice to move on. I remember, this, I don't know if my girls remember. It's just one of those things that just blew my mind. I remember my my girl being told by adults while they were in high school to enjoy those days because they were the best days of their lives. I thought, folks, you're going back. Everybody asked me about that. Dad, is high school really the best days of my life? And I said, no. You just found me out. I'm a grandpa. I mean, this is 
tell you something. There's nothing in the bottom of high school that comes close to holding one of my granddaughters. Nothing that comes close to watching a belly laugh. I love that. A little baby starts to get That's the first time belly laugh. That is good. Nothing in high school comes close to that. I told my daughter, that you might want to try to be respectful for this, but it's not so much false sense to you. You know that you're just the best thing, these are the best things of your life. You don't have my permission to say, but all due respect, sir or madam, you're alive. No one. I'm told you have a lot of good things. You've got public commitment and graduation. And never going back. And just to go back to a reunion. And that the most exciting part was a tour of the old high school building. That, by the way, is no longer a high school, it's now a middle school. And I'm going, oh, I don't want to drive all the way back to Indiana to walk the halls of that building. Oh, do the damage required necessary image, and there has to be a decision to move on. We can claim to discuss that was and wish it and think about all the things that might have been, but if we're still hanging on to them, we're not going to celebrate the new beginning. We're going to be making the same mistake that this generation of Jackson and Caleb, all their friends and family members who refused to go in, will be making that same decision. I'm not going to go to something new because I want what I've always had. Worst thing that could ever happen to somebody is to be stuck until they die. Not everybody has to has the right to process music as their own. We do have different personalities and experiences, and we have to process the the loss and, and all these things in our own speed. Not saying I mean, there's a timeline here because everybody's different, but. At the same time, we don't really want to stop the process. In this healthy human process, ultimately, involves the decision to move on beyond the sense of loss over the way things were and into an active pursuit of what God wants to do now. This was his message to John Hill. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, Get ready. Cross the Jordan. Choice must be made to move on. New beginnings require necessary endings, and the only connection between them is the decision to move into that new beginning. We need to keep our focus in the right place. Is God still alive? Moses is dead, right? Joshua, Joshua, Moses is dead. is alive and well. We need to resist the tendency to become so absorbed in, in our own emotions and our own, our own grief over the losses that we've had 
here's the vertical focus. The, the, the focus needs to be on the Lord. There are all kinds of enemies in this world. But he does it now. And he never leaves us, and he never forsakes us. And we need to keep one eye on what's happening around us, on the, the endings, the necessary endings, but we also need to keep an eye on the Lord so that we see what it is he wants us to do. But what is the next thing we need to do? Being ready to move on to what God is doing means listening to Him. It involves knowing not only what God has done in the past, but what He's going to do, what He wants to do in the future. And we need to start anticipating what's yet to come. I don't know exactly what God has in store, but it's good. And based on what I know about Him so far, it's not only really good, it's probably way better than what I expect. New beginnings require necessary endings. Something has to stop so that we can move on. to have the decision and hope and courage to say whatever it is, Lord, wherever you're taking me, let's go. And be what was and what it was to what you want to be. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, For some of them, we work for some of them are going to be surprises, and some of them are going to be ambitious. Some of them are going to be things we we are grateful for. Some of them are going to be things that we grieve about. But I pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit will still fill us with hope, sense of anticipation and expectation of what you're going to do. Even when there are endings, we'll be able to look around and say, okay, what can we do differently? What do you want me to do now? Mr. Philly, you told Joshua, now this is what I can do. The only thing is that you can do it and do it on Sunday night. Now, this is what I want you to do. Lord, I pray that every person here Thank you.